welcome to the back half of season five. We're here recording it today. Empower Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Abney. And this is Marilyn Egan, the other co-host. Yes, which we could not do. We do this together. It's just our way of sharing our information. And our whole podcast is about living life more consciously. We don't really put that in at the beginning, but that's really what the context is. And we have this amazing spiritual community here in St. Louis that we're blessed with. We love this setting. And today's guest is somebody from that's... provided extraordinary value to our podcast. And that's Meg Barry, who works with... Mary, Lady of Light. Lady yes. of Light. Mm-hmm. And you're here coming back and talking about, like, give us a little updates on everything that's been kind of coming in as we went through this major shift in life. Right. And right. yeah, that's like really... Continual really, shifts. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm so excited uh, that you're here today. I think we might just be in the beginning of it. (laughs) I think so too. But it's definitely clicked over. Right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back back here with you all. Yes. So here we go. So I just want to start with the post that you made last night. Yes. Gave me chills. Mm -hmm. It resonated so highly with what I feel inside of me and the messages I've been receiving. So would you like to review that a little bit? And then we can go back and you can tell us more about how Mary started, maybe. Just a quick review. Sure. I guess I will say just about three years ago is when both my husband and I started receiving channeled messages from a being named Mary, Lady of Light. And, you know, obviously now with hindsight, we can kind of see why this came in and all of the messages, lots of preparation, lots of, um, as Michael, you, you had just talked about kind of, I think, setting the consciousness and kind of creating that intention around and preparation for what was coming. And so this last, I would say probably the last year, we had kind of a fun incident that happened in July that really drove this home that I can explain a little bit about. But Mary has been talking about the higher octave. And I am not a music person. So when she first started talking about this, I was like, wait, what, what's an octave? What, you know, we were looking up on Google, my husband, Mark, and I, what, what does this exactly mean? And there were a couple things that really stood out, one of which was this idea of like a spiral staircase. So that even though your view is technically the same, when you move to this higher octave or this higher frequency, you have different perception and you do have a different experience even though things might look the same. And so uh, what I wrote about yesterday is her message has been a lot about, Mary basically says this active is here. We're not waiting on it, it's here. And in order to align or become at one with it or attune to it, that this is kind of a state of intention and there are things that you can do obviously physically, but energetically, emotionally, practices that help us be in this alignment. And I think, you know, she often gives messages based on what's kind of happening in our household. And so (laughs) one of the things that's been going on for Mark and I um, is it's almost like I would say the veil is so thin we feel like we're almost in straight up telepathy. Yes. And, you know, obviously we've been married for 30 years and there's a lot of connection, but it's real bizarre in the sense that we both know what each other is going to say, what we want to do. Also, the fears that come up, doubts, fears. 
and it has felt a little bit uh, overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like I'm not only doing my own shadow work, I'm kind of doing his. And I think he feels the same way. So we've been kind of trying to understand polarity and where this boundary ends and and kind of coming into like real unity and real oneness by still honoring our individuality, but no longer really coming from the place of kind of like, oh, you know, you're the masculine, I'm the feminine, it's separate. It's really not. It's blending so much more, very yin-yang. And once again, that's not even things that, you know, we don't (laughs) meditate on or anything like that. That's not really our lifestyle. So to experience it firsthand has been It's been fascinating. I think everybody, because this octave is here, it's not just here for some people. This energy is here. And um, so I think most people are finding that they're they're feeling overwhelmed, not only by uh, maybe their own shadow kind of self coming up, those around them, uh, friends, what's, you know, other things going on on the planet and things like that. And, you know, it's learning how to acclimate this and handle it well and let let it guide us into um, really right relationship with ourselves and others as opposed to just getting all kind of wonky and feeling out of control. So that's that's kind of what I was sharing a little bit of yesterday. Yeah. Yes. I've been seeing that same thing also. First, when you talked about the two of you, we're doing the same thing down to little details. I mean, just as an example, we were talking about what we do at lunch on a Sunday. And I had just thought these exact words in my head and he repeated them. I'm like, oh, Mexican, Rosalita's outside. Call this kid and her husband. And he repeated it exactly right. what I had just thought when we were just sitting together. <laughs> and just, so a lot of things are going that way. And then the feeling, I'm seeing it in my clients too. Mm-hmm. And they're noticing, well, I saw this or felt this and then my head hurt. And I'm like, okay, was it yours? Which, I mean, how do you feel about this? Because we are all connected. It's not ours individually, but it's ours in the collective. Yes, I think where we're constantly being guided, though, is to have awareness of our job is really not to go into a connection or unity with those lower vibrations or that which needs to be healed. It's really to um, maybe have recognition of that and then to choose to go to the higher octave or re realize. It's almost like, I mean, she definitely talks about the divine realm, the reality and bringing everything up into that space as opposed to getting caught. And I I mean, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I keep getting caught where I get down, like I get mad at Mark or whatever it is, a disagreement or a different way of thinking with somebody. And it's triggering, um, sort of a reaction as opposed to, oh, this is so awesome because now I can bring it up. Yeah. I'm so with you because we're never going to be able to stop all the stimuli around us. Like it's not possible because people, what you're saying is so true. We're picking up on what other people are feeling. We're picking up on what people we walk by in the grocery store that we don't even know. And if you're not present to like be the witness of these sensations in our body... Yeah. There's just yeah. sensations in our body because we're waking up to the telepathy part of ourselves. And exactly. we don't have a language to understand it. But my key 
for here is, it's so brilliant that you said that I find myself reacting because what I have discovered over the past, like really intensely over the past six months, the first thing is to get to neutral. Yeah. Like nothing works until you get to neutral. Right. And like before my mindset was, I would go through these intense periods where I couldn't even be around people because I was feeling this way earlier and did not know mm -hmm. how to process it. So I understand what that, that feeling is like. It's panicky almost because you like feel like the bottom fell out and you don't know, you know, something shifted. Like every human being on this planet right now knows something's different, but they don't know what's next because not very many people, when you're in those lower things, you don't have access to vision. You don't because you're in survival. And once we like neutral is the first step in getting into, for me, instantly into those other realms. Because the second I stop, everything transforms without me doing anything just by that like neutral position. We aren't available to be open for those higher realms or that I'll just call it guidance, even direction, mm -hmm. um, the energy in motion. When you go into oneness with the one mind, the divine mind, you are guided. But if you're running your own ego energy, you know, so or that's why the neutrality right. brings us mm -hmm. to that kind of uh, beautiful groundedness of being mm -hmm. open. Um, I want to share because I think it'll also, you know, it's kind of humorous, but it'll also make some sense for ways to. Uh, maybe make some decisions for, for people listening. So in July, Mark and I were planning to go to North Carolina for a little vacation. And uh, the hurricane, there was a hurricane going on over on the coast. And, you know, I'm looking at my phone and looking at the 100% rain that's predicted for the five days that we're supposed to be there. And we're going to be playing in waterfalls. That was the main goal. We were going to be in Asheville for a short time on the front end. And then, I mean, hiking and being outside and everything. So I say to Mark, oh, I don't think we should go. You know, I don't want to spend the money for the hotels and just be sitting inside. And he was like, oh, I kind of planned with work, but we didn't make a decision that night. I think that was on a Monday evening. And we were leaving on Friday, maybe it was Tuesday. So the next morning we woke up and we sat down to do our messaging. And this is when it first really started coming in that in our messaging, Mary said, do not go into agreement with that which you are seeing in the outer world. That which you see on your phone is basically what she said. Go, to, go on your vacation and go in the higher octave. Well, I didn't really know what this meant. And so when we were traveling there, we decided to go ahead and go. It was all rain. Everything on the forecast was for rain. So we drive there. The weather was fine there. And while we were driving, I was getting a lot of downloads kind of about it. And I was looking things up on my phone in the car and trying to understand this octave more. And uh, long story short, we arrived and... Literally, um, every day we'd wake up, it would be slightly overcast. The phone would say it was going to rain all day. We'd go to breakfast. It'd start clearing up. We'd go about our day. No rain, beautiful weather. We would come back to the hotel, and within five or 10 minutes, it would start raining. And, you know, the first day we were like, oh, that's kind of fun. Well, by the third day, I mean, we were like in tears because it was it was obvious what was happening. It was very clear that by holding a certain energy, we were experiencing something different than that which 
we were being told. So sometimes like she likes the quote by Einstein about like live life as everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. But other than that, she usually is like, um, she'll kind of say like to Einstein, meaning to set in science or technology or kind of the ways of the world. And so she was really inviting us to basically not go into agreement with that which we were seeing, which we didn't like. You know, that was kind of fearful to see the rain and to feel like we were not going to you know, have the full experience of our vacation and things like that. And then to go and for five days have this completely otherworldly experience. And when we came home, I said to Mark, gosh, I, I would like to find somebody else who was in like the areas we were in last week because I wonder if it rained for them. You know, I just don't know. It was like um, yeah. living in this other you know, kind of realm. And that this has happened obviously for us a lot in the last three years where yes. things don't match up. Our experience isn't matching up to what we're kind of told society-wise. And we're having these, you know, interactions and experiences that are really from uh, for sure a higher place because they're, you know, they're miraculous, they're incredible, they're joyful, they're healing. And I know this is available to everybody, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. But yes. she does, you know, she talks about having to be in um, right relationship or at one or a tone. You know, she keeps using that word and it has a lot of of ways to talk about going into unity, um, whether it kind of is as a note, like almost like a musical note, an octave. Mm-hmm. Um, or being at one, uh, something like that. And she she speaks about right relationship being like to think about a boat or uh, a bicycle. When you right the boat, it's able to sail. But if it's if it's on its side, if you know a bike's yes. down on its side, that's not in right relationship mm-hmm. to how it moves forward. Right. And so this is kind of what she's saying: not right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Right. It's yes. it's about being in right relationship to really that um, that oneness or that tone or that note, which is love, unconditional love. It's, yeah. um, it's that divine realm. So very I, beautiful. I love that because uh, as a shaman, the despacho ceremonies that I do, it's called Aini. I mean, there's three different kinds, but the one I do most often is called Aini, which means in right relationship. And so when people <laughs> first hear that, they're going, Oh, here's a right or wrong thing. I said, no, no, no. no. This is about right relationship inside of you, inside your heart, finding that connection with everything in your life. Everything Mm -hmm. in your life, Yes. yes. And there's no wrong to it. It's you connecting into what you know is right with you and your divine yeah. If you think and about then, a sailboat, yeah, like you would adjust the sails to get the full, you know, guidance, the full energy of moving forward mm-hmm. and coasting across that water. And so it's just about making those slight adjustments to be in right relationship with the elements, with that guidance or with that yes. realm. Yeah. And then everything else just falls into place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, and they are totally life-changing if you really connect in and put your intention in for right relationship, it's that simple. 
<laughs> and what I'm hearing and really it, clearly right now, because that right is going to be triggering for people, because they're going to yes. hear, even though we said this is not a right or wrong conversation, it's just going to be like a reactory that's going to click people. So if you're doing that, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm hearing is right relationship is the not a right or wrong, obviously, but it's in alignment with how the universe works. works. We're manifesting mm -hmm. from the inside out. So if you're looking at something that you think's outside of yourself, like a story about X, B, you know, whatever is going on in the world, um, yeah. that or how are you relating to that from the inside? Like yes. what's the thing that that's – or if you're reacting to something – it's so easy to just that loop to go right back out to the outside thing that you think you're reacting to instead of what's this vibration bringing up in me? What's incomplete in me or not balanced in me that's causing this thing to not make me neutral right now? Right. Like that rightness, like centering, balance, bringing it back to where you're right in the flow with one. Exactly. So, and if you're uncomfortable inside, Look, You're not in right relationship no. with your divine. No. You know that there's something out of balance that you need to shift. It's our guardrails. It's mm -hmm. like what is like to notice, oops, that's this, not to defend or push, but like just to notice, like, oh, it's right here. That's connecting and honoring your guidance system. When you do that, then that expands into that different octave. I'm fascinated by that word. It keeps going off my head. So I had to dig it up and look too, like you did. Mm -hmm. One having twice or half the frequency of the vibration of the other. Okay. I grew up with that word. I played One the piano. having <laughs> twice or mm -hmm. half the frequency of the vibration of the other. Is there another? Because the, the definition she really kept kind of focusing on was the fact that the first note is... Mm -hmm. It's like the octave becomes the first note is the first note of the next octave. octave. So right. they're connected. It's like the they're not separate. There's not a separation between them. One yields to the other naturally. And so there isn't like a change. It's just seeing something from a different frequency. And I felt yes. like she was just really trying to say that that was important because it was like, like, for instance, the problem with North Carolina was for us, we yes. were seeing it as a negative. If it's raining, you know, we will lose money. Um, it won't be fun. We were approaching it from a place of fear, okay? Mm -hmm. And so that's what she was trying to say. If we shift that up, then watch what can happen. So it still rained when we were there. It's just that it only rained when we were finished with our, with our day. And so it was really that we weren't... Um, having to do something different. We were doing the same thing that we were planning on doing, but we were doing it from a higher vibration or frequency. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like if you look at a piano keyboard, there's a middle C, right? C, eight keys up is the high C. So that's what that octave is. That's yeah. an octave. So it's still C, but it's it's higher. Mm -hmm. It's a higher frequency. It's a different sound. It resonates in your body different, but it's still C. I think that's exactly what you're saying is that she was saying to you in living that way, yeah. living that, okay, well, this is, that's in the middle. There's also a lower C. There's a middle C. There's a higher C. It's still C, but this is a different way. Yes. And a different sound, different frequency. And I think it's important to think about the fact that, you know, if you're used to 
living a certain way or playing a certain tune, when you shift that up, you're going to have a different experience and it might be a little unsettling. And so that's what yesterday when I uh, wrote the post and I think she was trying to basically, um, you know, help everybody feel a little bit better because it seems like, oh, a higher frequency, that's better. But it was, it can be a little unsettling. It can, um, you have to almost acclimate to it and allow for it as opposed to thinking, oh, it's going to be better because then, you know, if you're having a slightly different experience, we're, we're feeling people's feelings, we're in our knowing and that might not be in alignment with what's you know somebody else is saying or um, what the world is necessarily saying it's about coming into alignment with that inner knowing um, she uses the word gnosis all the time mm-hmm. uh, g-n-o-s-i-s and and we might feel a little uncomfortable but it's an encouragement to you know kind of be kind yeah. be soft with yourself take time um, she definitely, you know, is always talking about connection and community. So it's not about isolation, but it is still about um, having awareness, uh, staying neutral, as Michael, you brought up, things like that, so that we can do it more mindfully, more intentionally and have, you know, a a softer uh, shift. Yes, exactly. I mean, change, we were never told change would be easy or comfortable. It doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. It's just may not feel good in the moment that we shift. And I take this back to like people's bodies. Sometimes they'll come to us as energy workers or go to a chiropractor mm-hmm. and say, well, I went to get my back to feel better. Well, it, the next day it did not feel better. I'm like, right, because you cha- they're changing it. The way it was aligned wasn't working, so they're helping you shift it into a new alignment, and it doesn't necessarily feel good in the moment until you acclimate to it. It's kind of the same. It's like working out. Like it hurts the next day, especially. I call it two day sore. Like it's the second day. That's when you're the, the most sore from something you did two days ago. But it's building it back stronger. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this many, many times yeah. every day for I don't know how long. So it can become our new way of being to understand that. And I think that goes back to in the very beginning when we were talking about people feeling other people's stuff. It's not like they, were, they weren't trying to. They just were not aware that yeah. they can bump that up. Or aware that they even had that ability to feel that. Because if you are not, you don't know anything about like this world that we're talking about. Um, (laughs) That would be really sad. But (laughs) the thing is, like walking by and not knowing that, you would have no awareness that that there was even a possibility. Right. Until that thought entered it, whether you're listening to us or somebody else or something, that aha goes off that that could be, wow, that's not mine. Like well, and we're bringing it all up for clearing. Yeah. So yes. it's coming out of the yes. darkness. Um, you know, Mary in our messages continues to talk about the way of the rose versus the right way of the cross. That. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So that is the beauty path versus the suffering path. You know, for any listeners, yes, my background is a Christian background, so things are often 
placed uh-huh. on that kind of that template so that I understand yeah. it. But I know it means a beauty path and a, a nature evolution path, like how a rose would grow, you know, mm-hmm. versus a cross, which has to be carried and fashioned. And it's that it's more a uh, human energy versus like the divine or natural energy. But all of this is happening so that we can um, bring lightness to it. Not yes. not necessarily, I mean, it is a healing process, but I feel like what she's saying is as we allow for the light, we then re-realize something in light. We don't have to like fix it and go through a bunch of therapy and go through, we have to see it different. And so all of those modalities are all right. But when you're feeling that or seeing it in the world, or you're seeing it in your family member, your partner, uh, friends, whatever, you're, you're watching it on the news or in shows or whatever, we need to see that and re-realize it in the light rather than getting triggered like I was, you know, and reacting. It's it's there for us um, so that we are entering into this higher octave, and we yes. we bring everything along. Yes. So it's amazing, yeah. and I don't think she's saying it has to feel bad, but it will feel different, which we might perceive yes. as bad until we get into neutral. Yes, yes. and then uh-huh. yeah, uh, you said yeah. something. So well, when you relook at something. That's what changes the thing in the outside reality is our perception. So like what you just said was when mm-hmm. we are able to see it differently on that higher octave, because right. telling you stuff manifests like mm-hmm. that and yes. it's exact, yes. like so exact. People are saying things back to me and it's like literally hard for me to process that I literally just thought that and that showed up even though I know how it works, it's still jarring how fast it shows up mm-hmm. the same way with our crap. Yes. The same way with our crap. And that's what makes right. us feel that. Right. But where it's like when you just talked about the way of the rose and the way of the cross, shamanism, which has been mm-hmm. around for thousands and thousands of years, it's the same thing. One of the principles is non-suffering. Mm-hmm. And another one is to walk in beauty. Oh, love it. You know, okay. see the beauty in the challenges, see the beauty in forward movement. And when you talk about, okay, the crap comes up, it's not about fixing the crap. It's about looking at it, seeing where the light is and bringing yourself into a space of light so this can disintegrate on its own. Um, You're not avoiding it. You're just going, oh, this was here. This is not me anymore. Now I'm choosing a higher way of seeing this and moving through this yeah. into a higher perspective. Yeah. And because yeah. it's yeah. almost impossible to go back and fix everything. Hell no. You know? No, absolutely to not. To go back and fix is... Because there was nothing wrong with it. It was just right. leading us here. Right. There's Nobody's really ever broken. No. Just have the misperception. Just They just haven't realized the things in their life or the realized everything around us well and we've been uh we've been taught i mean some people might want to use the word programmed or things like that we've been programmed or taught about these realities and i just think the reason all this has started for i mean literally so many people is because we are moving through this opportunity to Mm -hmm. to re-see things yeah um and to make choices i do think it's uh 
is it is a beautiful, exciting time, but we right. felt out of control for a while. Mm-hmm. I know I did. I did I, too. I was focusing on what was happening with some resistance. And I felt like it was this bifurcation people were talking about. I was sort of like, wait, do we have to make a choice one way or the other? Now I totally recognize that I needed to see both sides in order, once again, as Michael said, to go neutral and then pick, like, kind of make the choice above that yes. that is inclusive of all. all. of it. Or, yes. you know, like how people are thinking both because they think it's... Two, it's not really that. It's literally about creating and realizing this place from above that is inclusive of the allness. So um, I think it's important. Now I can kind of look at myself and go, ooh, you know, I can see where I got polarized. And um, I think we all had to feel that polarization to a certain point in order to be able to move to the next octave. Yeah. And see that piece of, okay, this is not what I want, but if I can go to the light, it's still here and that's okay. It will, with more and more light being shined upon it, it will slowly play itself out and disintegrate. We don't have to be attached to that piece. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, think it's about it. intention. We mm-hmm. need, we need. I, I needed to maybe have an experience of that, or yeah. to be able to see, so that I could choose yes. with intention, yes. and and be in that space of freedom, of sovereignty, mm-hmm. free will, all of those things. And but I want to honor everyone's yes. choice for that. Every, yes. um, whereas before, I think I was like resisting, and we had to do something S- to make way. it all right. Yeah. Now it's a a beautiful understanding of, you know, shifting to this yeah. higher octave. There's, I feel like there's room now for yeah. all of it just to be like, put play the cards out. on the table and let's just, let's play. Let's mm-hmm. see what this, yeah. Right. Let it play out. Let it yeah. play out. Just before we go, like, I are like, so you said the practices at the beginning, like what are some that you've taken from that you really love? Cause I'm, I've always done practices like in the morning and at night, different sort of routines that keep, you know, me in alignment and I come to love them. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something that I used to do. Now I just do it because I love it right. because mm-hmm. I love the feeling of coming into that alignment. What are you hearing? What is Mary sharing with you about the practices to, to reach or stay in that, the higher octave? So I think it's kind of, um, it's been kind of funny for me to be honest, because, um, you know, it's the ancient stuff. It's it's so much about nature, right? And I'm going to be honest. I'm not even that into nature. I'm really not into exercise. You know, I mm-hmm. I love some of like the meditation type practices, but I love to learn like online. I mean, put put my computer in front of me, and I will watch that you know YouTube video or. Um, whereas you know, of course, before I used to read books and things like that. I I would say. Um, I, and I'm going to throw this out there. I'm definitely getting a sense that, uh, and all of this would apply to what we just talked about, sort of the uh, AI movement forward, the um, this this idea of technology creating these realms. I do think we need to be aware of it. Um, I'm not. It's not wrong. It's not bad. I do think that um, we 
we could find ourselves not in a balanced or right relationship with our own selves. If, mm-hmm. if we follow that to a place where we are not connecting with nature, with one another, with our inner selves, with our true selves, with the, this divine realm. So for, for us, Great. we continue to get, um, I think I, I might've shared uh, when I chatted with you all before, but still to this day to, to drink sun water. Mm-hmm. Um, so every evening we boil a big, in a copper pot, we boil, you know, probably a gallon or two of water. We put it in a glass jar we put it out in the sun or even in, if it's rainy, the sun's rays are still getting to it. Um, that is some sort of activation, attunement. Lots of people talk about um, the sun being a portal. I don't know a whole lot about those kind of things, but kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. the sun has appeared different. Uh, my husband and I certainly feel different because of this practice. She talks often about... Um, being in nature. Um, I laughed because last night, you know, we were guided to a great earthing kind of video and um, really reconnecting with those kind of things that that's not as natural for me. But when I do it, I definitely feel different. Yeah. Uh, Singing, chanting, um, obviously things like healthy food. She talks all the time about laughter. She talks about moving the body. Uh, sacred practices such as um, obviously meditation. We just went to a conference where connecting and communing with like sacred art or um, utilizing those kinds of things. And, you know, my husband and I were laughing because we were like, oh, it's so cool. Like in our bedroom, you know, we have wonderful Native American pieces, some beautiful artwork, um, we have a series of like three doves above our bed. Um, we have beautiful little lanterns and light and things like that. And it's my favorite place in the whole house, of course. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the least commercial and the most natural. Yeah. yeah. Feeling really comfortable there. So I would say it's pretty much the typical things that we know that are healing, um, the natural world being, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously with the food and the water and, um, you know, some sort of movement exercise, uh, all of that music, chanting, anything Mm -hmm. that that you are tuning the body. Yes. You know. Because we're embodying embodying all of this energy. We're Mm -hmm. embodying the higher octave. We are embodying the light. It's funny, I just wrote an article for a magazine that's in St. Louis, and I called it Be the Sun. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But it was also about connecting to the earth at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's in the elements. It's connecting into the elements, the natural that have been here for eons of time. And it, I think it's just going to become more and more a choice as we become yeah. so, uh, you know, there's so much technology and it's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's incredible, but we have to be Balance very mindful yeah. and make sure that that does not become the master. Right. Yes. Use discernment. You know, we have to yes, use discernment. We have to be in right relationship mm-hmm. to that as well. Yes. Are and, you walking the dog or is the dog walking you? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Beck, thank you so much for today. Oh, I mean, yes. it really was riveting, actually, because <laughs> we could still keep going. But 
this has just been amazing to mm. catch up and to hear about this next level and to know that our practices are great, but they can still go to the next. It's just like a deepening or a reverence or a love that I'm finding for them. So thanks for bringing that back into the conversation. Yeah, wonderful to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Meg. So, thank you. I, I think our growth is always going to continue. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and I look forward to the next one. Yay. Yes. Thank you guys so thank much for you. listening. Um, really appreciate you guys joining in our conversation today. Hope you got great value from it. And uh, yeah, go out and live life just a little bit more consciously today. We love all of you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.